becomes uh, a real man of God and a prophet of God to take his liberty. Amen. Hallelujah. Shall we be seated, please? And before I minister, I would like to take this opportunity to thank the church, especially the senior pastors of this ministry for their prayer for me when I was sick. You all know that I've been in and out of hospital uh, since 2010. Yes. And most of the ministration that I'm going to minister to you is about how the Lord answers prayer. My life is a living testimony, so I want you to pay attention to every word that I'm going to share with you. And I thank God for our National Health Service. Yeah, we take it for granted. Listen, I've been to so many countries. The first country I visited was in 1987 in Israel. I lived there for two years. And then from there, I went to Australia to further my studies in theology. Every country that I've visited, NHS is not free. You have to pay for it. This is the only country that gives their citizens free NHS. Look, I was diagnosed with a disease in 2010. As a matter of fact, they asked me to hospital St. George's. I was there for two weeks. They could not diagnose what was wrong with me. So they asked me after two weeks to go home. As I was preparing to go home in the morning, I called my wife that picked me up by 12 o'clock in the afternoon. I went to the bathroom to prepare myself. Thank God for my Nigerians. I became born again in Nigeria in a ghetto house in 1979. And most of my friends, pastors and Ghanaians, most of them are Nigerian. That morning we had a Nigerian young nurse. He came straight away to my bed. He said, I have to take care of you. The day that I was being discharged, I said, no, I'm being discharged. There are so many patients in the world. And uh, he said, no, I've been assigned to take care of you. Yes, yeah, so not knowing when I was going to the bathroom, he was monitoring me. I didn't know. As I entered to the bathroom, at the rooftop of the hospital, I heard a voice of a vulture. Most of the things that we go through, the problem that we experience, they are not natural. I heard a voice of a vulture. And with my experience in ministry, I know that when you are in the bathroom, especially in Ghana, and you hear voice of a vulture, I'm not talking about pigeons, that you see them here. It means that something is about to happen to you. You got to stop the bathroom, go home, or come out. I was so overconfident. All that I said, that they are not coming to me. Then the Holy Spirit spoke to me. Stop, pack yourself, and go to the world. Then all of a sudden, I started feeling weak. So I packed my sponge, my towels. I was coming out. 
As opened the door, I saw myself going down. I didn't see anything again. Then all that I saw, I was traveling in something like a plane, a jet. The atmosphere was so phenomenal beyond my description. It was so cool. I was enjoying the trip. I could hear the engine of the plane, whether it was plane, I didn't see it physically. All that I heard was the engine of the plane. Who, who, at a phenomenal level of speed. Then as we travel and travel, then I sense in my mind's eye that the journey is getting long and longer. So as I drive and stop, I leave in Mitchum. Then my eyes got open. The journey to heaven is so real. Jesus is real, heaven is real. Don't take your Christian work for granted. No, no, when I collapsed, the doctors and the nurses were resuscitating me and affected some of my vital organs. And so when I woke up, I saw the whole world filled with doctors, nurses, some were literally crying. And uh, they readmitted me in the hospital. Listen carefully. They took me into the world. One of my vital organs had to be removed. They remove it. Usually they use a pinhole, a keyhole. They tried, they couldn't, five times. So they literally opened my womb and removed that organ. Then it affected another organ. And so straight away, they put me on a machine. This is very vital organs that if you don't have it, that's the end. So I've been on the machine since 2013 to this year. I have to go to the hospital, visit the hospital three, three times in a week. Four hours under a machine. They drain your blood out. Thank God for the NHS. Don't take it for granted. The government is taking care of patients. That kind of sickness, every present day, the government has to spend almost about 400 pounds on each patient. Listen, in the morning, they will come around and serve you with very nice breakfast. Sausages, I really enjoy it. <laughs> Hallelujah. But the key is here, it is this. Anytime that I will go on, under the machine, I will take my Bible and begin to meditate on the word of God and pray and believe God that God, I need a miracle. In every world, there are special TV that you are given the freedom to watch in the program that you watch. I will switch the TV off and concentrate on the word of God. Thank God, Pastor Joe has been teaching us for the past two months or so about the importance of prayer, the meaning of prayer, the strategies of prayer, so and so forth. This morning, we are concluding it with 10 PowerPoints a believer can apply in the area of answered prayer. Number one, let him pray with you. Father, I thank you, God, for your grace. I thank you, God, that the atmosphere is saturated 
with your presence, oh God, with healing, with deliverance, with encouragement, and with your power in Jesus' name. Number one, you know, Bible says we are not fighting against flesh and blood. In 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3, Bible says that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They are not in the notes. But the Holy Spirit is given to me now. The weapons that you and I, we need to apply against the enemy, they are not physical weapons. They are mighty. Pulling down the stronghold of the enemy. Yes. I call them the secret weapons of warfare. So as I share this with you, pay attention. These are the key scriptures that are used. Number one, as a believer, before you go into prayer, you need to thank God and praise him and worship him. Worship the Lord. Time will not permit me to give you all the scriptures. That is, sometimes you can use some 100, some 22, verse 3. Bible says God inhabits in the praises of his people. He inhabits. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 to 7. The Bible says that in everything with thanksgiving, make your request known unto God. Hallelujah. Yes. Worship God before you bring your request before him. Thank him for the day. Psalm 122 said, this is the day that the Lord has made for me, for us. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. At the moment you begin to worship God, the heavens are open. Yeah, this morning I thank God for the worship team. Give a crab of fruit to them. They did bring you well. Hallelujah. The presence of God is here. Hallelujah. One day I was in a prayer meeting. My time is up. I need to go through the point. Yes. I was in a prayer meeting with a team in Ghana years ago. You were waiting upon God, worshiping God. Then all of a sudden that will fear change. We saw angels around us physically worshiping with us. There is power in praise and worship. Hallelujah. Secondly, you have to walk in forgiveness. Yes. The Bible says, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not answer me. Yes. Matthew chapter 5, verse 23 to 24. Bible says that if you are going to offer your gift unto the Lord, and then you remember that you have offended somebody, don't give your gift. Leave your daughter, go and reconcile with that person. Mark chapter 11, verse 25 to 26 says that when you start praying, forgive. If you don't forgive, your Heavenly Father will not forgive you. So you should always walk in forgiveness. Number three, you should always go to God with a pure heart, with right motives. Matthew 5, 8, the Bible says, Blessed are the pure in heart. For they will do what? They will see God. If your heart is not pure, if you have ulterior motives, God 
cannot answer your prayer. God will not answer your prayer. If you are walking in unforgiveness, God will not answer your prayer. Listen, years ago in Ghana, I was lodging, but I was a bachelor. Do you understand the word bachelor? I was not married. But then, I was lodging with a, a sister. She gave me free accommodation. And I brought my sister from the village to come and lodge with us. And there was another tenant in the house. This tenant will always pick on my junior sister and complain to the landlady that Jenny has done this, Jenny has done it. Meanwhile, every morning, as a family, we all meet and I teach them the word of God. The landlady became offended. I became offended. The other said everybody should pray in his room. Watch this. One night I was sleeping and then I felt demonic presence in the bedroom. I called my sister Janet, go and call auntie so that we pray. I use every scripture that I know. They were not going out. They were not leaving me. I see they were eating my flesh. I called the landlady. I said, auntie, there are demons in the house. She said, let's pray. She too prayed. We prayed. Nothing was happening. And then the Holy Spirit reminded me, you've offended each other. Ask for forgiveness. I said, Auntie, please, I'm forgiving you. I was offended. I was upset. That's why for the past three weeks, you've not been praying. As soon as I'm opening my mouth, and she said, Pastor, I'm forgiving you as well. The demons left the house. The presence of God took over. So if you are walking in unforgiveness, God will not answer your prayer. You have to pray with a pure and right motive and a pure heart. Fourthly, you have to be in harmony. There should be harmony in the home, especially among husbands and wives and children. If there is no harmony in the house, God will not answer your prayer. This is biblical. Yes, First Peter chapter 3 verse 7. Yes, the Bible, I gave the notes to the lady, but I don't know why it's not on there. Yeah, harmony in the home. Yeah. If you offend your sister, your wife, your sibling, and always you want to pray in the house, you are wasting your time. There should be peace. There should be unity. There should be love. In Jesus' name. My wife is so with me, she will bear witness. I said, why sometimes we have our argument and sometimes I don't want to pray, she doesn't want to pray. Yeah. And uh, as a pastor, I struggle to pray. So if whether she has offended me, I have to go to her. Only for, let's, let's tell peace, 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 peace. Hallelujah. Yes. And then uh, after that, I will be free to pray. There should be harmony in the house of God. That's number four. Number five, there is a name which is above every other name that you need to apply when you are praying. That is the name of Jesus Christ. You have to apply that name. Hallelujah. Bible says that the name of the Lord is our strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are saved. My God. Yes, the righteous run into that name and they are saying, Proverbs chapter 18, verse 10. In Philippians chapter 2, verse 9 to 11, 
I'm paraphrasing it. Bible said that the mention of Jesus' name, every knee has to bow. Things in heaven, things on this earth, things under the earth, every knee has to bow to that name, including Satan and his cohorts. Every knee will bow as you go into prayer and you pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Every knee will bow to the Lordship of Christ. Hallelujah. Watch this. In John chapter 14, verse 13 to 14, Jesus said, If you ask anything, the Father, you ask the Father anything in my name, I will answer. So when you are praying and asking, asking the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, hallelujah. You remember in the Bible, Jesus sent some 70 disciples to go and preach the gospel. He commanded them to cast demons out, to preach the good news to the poor, and set the captive free. When they returned, according to Luke chapter 10 verse 17, they reported to Jesus with joy that Jesus, the demons are subject, were subject to us in your name. Hallelujah. Every demon had to, to be subjected to Jesus' name. He said, Jesus, the demons. And you know what Jesus said? He said, I beheld Satan like lightning fall from heaven. Hallelujah. Satan is a defeated foe. Don't give him a chance in your life. Hallelujah. Yes. So apply the name of Jesus. Yes. Number six. You have to pray in faith. Because the God that you are now with is a God of faith. Hallelujah. Yeah. The meaning of faith is in Hebrew chapter 11 verse 1 and 2. Yes. Faith is the substance of things. Hope for the evidence of things. Nothing. Bible said by this the elders obtain good report. The elders obtain good report. Second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 7. Bible said we walk by faith, not by sight. Faith speaks. Hallelujah. Faith is an action. So anytime you go to God, go to God in faith. Hallelujah. Yeah, go to God in faith. Watch this. The Bible says, Mark chapter 11, verse 22, have faith in God. Have faith in God. Yes. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, he said that he who comes to God should believe that God is. And he said, wonder of those who diligently seek him. Hallelujah. Seek God with all your heart, with all your mind, in faith. Hallelujah. Yes. Number seven, you should pray according to the will of God. Pray according to the will of God. Yeah, let me read that scripture to you. That is number seven. Pray in the will of God. It's very, very important to pray according to the will of God. First John chapter, first John 5.14. Yes, and this is the confidence that we have in him. That if he asks anything according to his will, he hears us. This is the confidence. 
This is a confidence that you and I, we have in God, trust in God, believe that God exists. Yes, you know, in Hebrew 4, 16, the Bible says, come boldly to the throne room of God. Yes, in time of need, come boldly. Appear to God, go into his presence boldly. Yes, Proverbs chapter 18, chapter 20, verse 1. The Bible said, the righteous shall be bold as a lion. You and I, we are the righteousness of God. There's no condemnation upon our lives. My God. Bible says we sit as kings and priests in the heavenly places with Christ. My God. We are going to rule and reign with Jesus. Yes. So pray in confidence and approach him. Yes. In faith. Hallelujah. Yes, I'm rushing you through because the Lord is giving me a word for some people here. Hallelujah. Number eight, apply the word of God and God promises. Anytime that you pray, apply the word. For instance, if you are sick, find a scripture in relation to the sickness. Yeah, like, like you go to Isaiah chapter 53, verse 4 and 5. The Bible says he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. You quote that scripture. The word of God is powerful. The word of God is a sword. According to Ephesians chapter, chapter 6 verse 17, the word is a sword. My God. Yet the word is a sword. So anytime that you are praying, I pray the word. You know why today Israel, no nation can defeat Israel. I've been there, the population very few. Yes, you remember in the scriptures, when Joshua was about to enter the promised land, after the death of Moses, God told Joshua, in Joshua, if you read the whole chapter 1, verse 8, Joshua 1 verse 8, God told Joshua, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. You shall meditate upon it day and night and observe to do whatsoever is written in it. And you have good success. And you'll be prosperous in your way. If you read the scriptures, Joshua, among all the armies, the generals, the prophets in Israel, Joshua was the only one, I can say only one, who was able to interrupt with the sun. When the going became tough, they were fighting against the Canaanites in a strange territory that had never been there. The war was fearsome. No one was winning. No one was losing. And when the night falls, because they are new, they don't know their terrain. Israel will be defeated. You know what Joshua did? Because he'd been meditating upon the word. In Joshua 10, 12, 10, sorry, Joshua 10, chapter 10, verse 12 and 14. Bible says, Joshua looked at the sunshine and spoke to the sunshine. His son stand still until our enemies are defeated. And the sun stood still. Transfer was until Israel won the war. 
They want the war. That declaration has a fact according to Bible scholars, the 24 hours a day that we have because of Joshua. Yes, I've done my research. Yes, the 24 hours a day has been affected. The sound so still. That is according to Joshua's word. Why? Because he meditated on the word of God. When you are praying, apply the blood of Jesus. There is power in the blood of Jesus Christ. Bible says without shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. Hallelujah. In Revelation chapter 12 verse 11, the Bible says they overcame him. Who? The devil. By the blood of the lamp and by the word of their testimony. Hallelujah. May you overcome your enemies by the blood of Jesus and by the word of your testimony. You and I, we have a testimony. Jesus died for you and I. You are born again. There's no condemnation for your life. You have the power through the blood. Do you know the Bible said the blood speaks better things than that of Abel. The blood speaks. The blood of Jesus has a voice. You read Hebrews chapter 12 verse 24. The sprinkling of the blood speaks. Years ago, when I became born again, my parents are Presbyterians and they want me to be a Presbyterian pastor. And so they are the pastor in the village. In those days, you know, our headquarters was in Chebi, Pastor Joe's hometown. My town is very close to his town. Hallelujah. We are family. Yeah, by the way, my auntie married his grandfather. Yes, but he doesn't know. The grandfather was very rich. I used to go there and eat. Hallelujah. Eat the chicken and the meat in those days. Yes. <laughs> My God. In those days, they asked me to go to Chebi to see the senior pastor. So we have to walk through a bush path. As we were going, in the middle of the journey, then I saw a big snake. Big those snakes, we don't see, we don't see them here. This snake coming towards us, it raised its head, about to jump on us. Then I said, the blood of Jesus is against you. Then it stopped. So we went. On the way coming, I was careful. I said, Pastor, be careful. The snake is here. At the moment we reached the spot, I saw flies all over the snake. The snake was dead. There is power in the blood of Jesus. You are part the blood. There is power in the blood of Jesus Christ. The last one, pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Spirit. If I'm not filled with the Holy Spirit, as the pastor says to pray for you, it's a vital weapon to defeat the enemy. Bible says when you pray in the Spirit, you do not speak to man. Yes, in the spirit, you edify yourself. You speak to God. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18. The Bible talks about pray in the Holy Ghost. Do not be drunk wherein its essence may be filled with the Spirit of God. The reason why the church was born, yes, the disciples, when Jesus told them to wait in Jerusalem, they waited for 10 days. 
Heaven was open after 10 days. The Holy Spirit descended upon them and they were filled with the Holy Ghost. And they started speaking other tongues. And they still gave them utterance. It brought revival to Jerusalem. Many people were saved. Praying the Spirit in the name of Jesus. Watch this. I'm coming to a close now. If you want God to answer your prayer, apply the word of God. Go into the scriptures. One day in the hospital this year, I went on dialysis on the way coming. I felt so weak and uh, I thought I was going to die. But when I came home, I picked my Bible, started reading the scriptures. I planted blood, and of a sudden strength came into my soul. Hallelujah. Watch it. This is my last testimony. Just this year, I was having a holiday with my wife, and then a phone call came. If I'm on dialysis, all those on dialysis, they put your name under the screen, the national radar. They check your blood every month. Yes, and see if there may be a donor. Thank God for the white community. Black people do not give their organs. Yet, the blacks go to hospital more than anybody else. Black, the nation, they have done their statistics. Yet, they don't give the organs. Go and give. Hallelujah. God bless you. Listen, I'm coming to a cross. I was in the holiday with my wife, enjoying myself, and then all of a sudden a phone call came. That's even congratulations. We have got a live donor for you. About 7,000 people on the national registry. And they use the computer to pick. Yes, which donor matches you? Out of the 7,000, my blood matches this lady that I have never met before. A live donor, somebody voluntarily gave me one of her organs. It was a shock to me, but I wasn't surprised because I pray. All, all along, I thought that God was going to do it divinely. No, no, he's prepared somebody to give me a life donor. My God, my life is a miracle. I don't know what you are going through. I asked them, do you know the person? He said, no, we don't, we don't mention the name. Hallelujah. How old is she? So well, you and your, her age, very close. I know it's not a black person. I know, yes, I know it's a white person. My God, L listen, if, I, if under this radar, under this machine, people were dying around me every week. Every week, people were dying. And look at me now. It's a miracle. I don't know what you are going through. I don't know what you're experiencing in life. My God, I give up praise. I give up praise. Pastor, can I minister or finish? If I finish, no problem. Yes, there is somebody here. You are going through challenges. You divorce. The Holy Spirit telling me that is affecting you. You are thinking about it too much. You don't know what to do. The Lord said, my daughter, I'm healing you. I'm healing you. If you are here, I would like to pray for you. There is somebody here that one of your breasts, you've been feeling pains 
in the breast. My God, I get no praise. If you are here, you come for me, pray for you. My God, there is another person here. You've been seeing dead bodies in your dreams. Let him tell you, they are not dead bodies. They are not dead people. Dead people, sorry. Dead people, they are witches and wizards. The person passed away is either in heaven or in hell. Which is who uses people's face. Yes, and that has frightened you. Yeah, I want to pray with you. Shall we be upon our feet, please? Yes, there is somebody here. Yes, you are so frightened. Even in the night when you go to bed, there is fear. There is fear. You are walking in fear. I want to pray for that person. Yes, there is fear. Yes, there's somebody too here. As I've given my testimony, one of your guys is wobbling. It's wobbling. This is the time to stop it. Yes, I'm the doctor to check you. And we want to pray for you for a miracle. Hallelujah. My God, I get no praise. There is somebody here. Yeah, you are looking for a job. There are a lot of people looking for jobs. Yeah, I want to pray with you. Hallelujah. Yes, shall we pray? Father, in the name of Jesus, your word has gone in power at the by the Holy Ghost. Father, I release your healing power upon your church, oh God. My God, bring healing. Father, to the body of Christ, bring deliverance. Those who are sick, I rebuke the sicknesses and the diseases. May the Lord heal you by his stripes. You are whole. In the name of Jesus Christ, there is somebody here, you've been distant for so long, but you are not saved. If Jesus were to come today, you are not saved, you are playing games. You are not saved. Hallelujah. It's time to give your heart to God. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Give a crab offering to the Lord. Just before, just before Steve goes to the seat, Specifically, those individuals that were called out. If that is you, could you just quickly come? Just quickly come so that we can pray over you quickly before we change the order of service. If that is you, quickly 